Hello, 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 everybody. We are back. It is season one, episode two of the Fantasy Cast. My name is Lachlan McTagg, and I am joined alongside my co-host once again, Ty White. Ty, how's it going, man? I'm great, Lachlan. I, I feel so much better being back here week two. Uh, you know, we got overwhelming uh, comments saying to get Haggith out of here, Christian Haggith. And we did. So we listened to all of you at home. So it's just us today. And hopefully you'll enjoy that a little bit more. For the record, no one said anything good or bad about Christian. So, you know, he, he, he did well. Yeah, he, it, it was fun. Yeah, it's just, just us two. We're riding, riding solo this week. Uh, we're going to get into a whole lot this episode. But, I mean, first off, man, uh, how's university treating you? How's uh, Toronto life? All that. What's going on with you? Toronto life's pretty good. So I'm actually at Ryerson University downtown, for you who didn't know. Uh, it's really cool right beside uh, Young and Dundas Square. Really nice, really nice setup down here. I just had the first week of classes. Not too bad. Kind of getting into the swing of things. I haven't done homework for months now. So that's kind of hitting me harder than I expected, but it's not so bad. I'm having a good time meeting a lot of cool people. So yeah. How about yourself over in Springfield, Massachusetts there? Yeah. So again, for our listeners who don't know, I play, I'm playing uh, hockey this year in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, And yeah, last week was, I just got settled in, you know, when we were recording last week. So I kind of have my feet under me now. Um, this last week has been exhausting on the ice. I will say that. Oh my God. Last Tuesday was probably the worst bag skate I've ever like ever gone through in my life. Um, and it's so funny. We get on the ice and we stretch, we and stuff and, and our coach, he calls us over. Love, love our coach. He's a, a unreal guy really pushes us hard. And he calls us over and he, and, and we're all like packed in the, in the, in the middle of the circle. And he's all right. First thing, if anyone's going to throw up, do it on the ice. Cause if you throw up on the bench, it's going to smell for about a week. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's really setting the tone, man. It is. We haven't, oh we haven't done a drill and, and we're our, and we're being told that it was like, wow, a couple guys, a couple guys <sighs> did have some digestive issues, but we, we made it through, we made it through last week and you know, the workouts were, were so tough too. I was yeah. sore. My legs like just recovered from being sore for about a week straight, like couple days ago so that legs uh, feed the wolf lock oh my god do they, do they ever do they yeah. ever so yeah it, it's been it's been a, a whirlwind of a week and then we went to lake placid this past weekend for three games didn't go the greatest but i mean we're uh it's preseason. we're figuring some stuff out you know we have six seven returning guys from the team last year so we're kind of all new to playing with each other so we're gonna figure it out but uh it's been it's been good good here so far settled in that's wonderful man glad to hear let's get down to some fantasy football now (laughs) what a week it was i mean so many storylines going into going into week one you know you always feel that anticipation especially with fantasy right like you as much as you try not to look at like the projection numbers on some of like the, the fantasy apps like you always do yeah you always do you know week week one you you don't really know what to expect and I mean, boy, were we in for a heck of a week. Yeah, we were in for an absolute treat. We saw some great games. For example, uh, the Monday football game between the Raiders and the Ravens. I mean, that was just insane. That was really, really crazy ending. Uh, we saw some rookies really take off, and we're going to be getting into that a little bit today as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited to get started. And I think we're actually getting started by 
looking at our past fantasy week, Lachlan, with our two yeah, we're uh, we're we're pumping our tires here a little bit, so uh, don't mind us if we do. I mean, I I uh, caught a nice W this week, opened the season one and zero. You know, always always like to have a positive start. Uh, you know, I was it was actually funny. I was actually getting uh, I was getting forty pieced pretty bad. I was, I was, I was, I was getting it handed to me pretty nicely by my opponent. And, uh, and then the chiefs played. <laughs> and so, that's all your problems. And, uh, and if anyone doesn't know, I have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on my team. Uh, you know, Mahomes four total TDs over 30 points, Kelsey, six receptions, 76 yards, two TDs, 25 points, just another day in the office for those two. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely helped me, uh, come back a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was actually down by one going into the Sunday nighter mm. and I have Robert Woods on the squad as well. And Robert Woods was sitting at two catches and all I needed was just one more catch to put me over the edge. So I wasn't down one. I was down, uh, I was down, I think four or five points. Yeah. Um, but I was down one and on the last, the last touchdown was Robert Woods. He caught it in the end zone, but I was freaking out. I was watching the game in my room and I was freaking out because they were going to Cooper cup, Cooper cup, yeah. Cooper cup. And I'm like, man, please, 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 please. And Van Jefferson caught that bomb. And I don't know how he, I don't know how he didn't get touched by a bears defender, but that's another story. <laughs> um, bad defending. Just colossal and, uh, bad defending. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, Stafford scrambling in the pocket. I'm like, come on, throw it to Woods. And Woods is like center end zone. He toe taps in the in the end zone. I'm like, yes, yes. And you know, it, it really it really brought back those nostalgic fantasy football season feels. You know, yeah, it's that time of year. It is that oh, time baby. of year. It is so back. It's the most wonderful time of year, Lachlan. And similar to you, your boy also started off one and zero, which Let's is very go. nice. Beat out actually this player that I beat had a huge shout out on our last episode. Christian really went to depth on his team, American Naji Warriors and Marcus Ituro's team. Yeah, shout out Marcus, thank you for the win. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Naji he had Naji Harris with five point nine points. I mean I, I really like that. I mean I I was pretty happy. I I'm happy to get the win, but you know it's a lot that we have to uh, we a lot that we have to progress to. And uh, my biggest mistake which was, I had no, I totally slipped my mind that I had Michael Gallup in at my flex and he, and they had the Thursday night game, the Cowboys they had the first game against the box. So I was just watching that praying. It's like, please, Michael Gallup, have a good game. He didn't, he finished with 7.6 points. And the person I wanted to start Corey Davis ended up with 26.7. So next time I, I I'm going to be ready for that Thursday game. It always sneaks up on me. Fantasy owners really set your lineup before then. There's something about uh, that yeah. Thursday game. The Thursday game, it, it, it slips your mind because, you know, it's yeah. Thursday afternoon. You're like, man, I'm going to have a great Sunday. Yeah. Sunday is going to be great. And then all of a sudden it's 830 on Thursday and you're hearing yeah. the music. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, you're, you're hearing Joe Buck and Troy Aikman ready to call the game. You're like, <laughs> oh, crap, I didn't set the lineup yet. And I have. Mike, uh, I have Michael Gallup in my flex, but apart from him, I got some good performances. DeAndre Swift, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, to name yep. a few. Yeah. Uh, so I was happy with that. And now we're actually, apart from that, we're going to dive into just a bit of a recap of the week. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You, 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 you're, uh, you're on a little bit of a roll here, so take it away. Sure. So uh, I think first, obviously we should go over uh, some over and under achievers. So some players that I was, pretty impressed with actually so far uh one 
DeAndre Swift, not so much running the ball too much, but he did have eight receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown, uh, which gave him 24.4 fantasy points. He also had 39 rushing yards on 11 attempts, which uh, isn't bad for running back. Uh, but the Lions really impressed. They had that was a pretty good game too. Actually, they came back late, uh, got an onside kick. George Kittle uh, off the mask. Could, could yeah. That, that. But um, that was a good game. So I have to say, DeAndre Swift did indeed impress me. Uh, as well, Adam Thielen, uh, even despite having Ju- Justin Jefferson there, uh, Kirk Cousins, who actually I, I rate very highly. Uh, I think he's the top uh, fifteen to ten quarterback in the league. He got thirty point two points for Adam Thielen there. So Adam Thielen had a big game. You got people like Chris Godwin who put up 23.5 and not to mention his partner in crime, Antonio Brown, who is back, ladies and gentlemen, AB is back. And I'm so happy. Him and Gronk, man, him and Gronk. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. Gronkowski at 29 points himself. I mean, like we had some players on the Buccaneers who had absolute big week Brady himself. I think he had 28 points. Uh, it was so he had fantastic week as well with with two pi- with two picks as well. Keep in mind, with I mean picks. he he threw he threw a couple picks in the middle of those in the middle of that game, right? And that the Cowboys yeah. didn't didn't really uh, jump on those on those opportunities as much. But in, yeah. you you were talking about DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams too, twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. I find I find that so interesting because. I feel like the Lions, you know, they obviously lost Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. They have not many receivers, mm-hmm. I, I'd say. Free agency kind of decimated them a little bit. They yeah, got Jared sure. Goff, a great quarterback. They still have Hodgkins yeah. in there, who's a quality, quality tight end. Yes. But I, I, feel like, I feel like the Lions, you know, you have a lot of upside with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift because I feel like Swift is such a weapon catching the football and we saw that yeah. last year too i mean before like it last year i mean adrian peterson was on was on the lions and was running the ball a little more than swift was and sometimes swift got you know a couple extra carries over yeah. over peterson but for the most part swift was just that weapon that came out of the backfield and and caught a lot of a, a lot of balls and, and you know put up put up a lot of a lot of points last year absolutely uh, it's a very a good tandem yeah it's a very good tandem. It's, good. it's comparable to what the Browns have with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I mean, it's that kind of relationship yeah. between running back. So it very impressive. I mean, he was the number two on Green Bay last year for a reason. He's a he's a physical runner. As you can see, they gave it to him on the goal line. He got some goal line touches and touchdown out of that. So, I mean, Jamal had a big week as well. I don't expect that expected to be that too much longer for the rest of the season, to be honest with you. San yeah. Francisco definitely will tighten up. And as defenses, remember, everyone's getting back in the swing of things right now. Defense is going to tighten up. Things are going to get a lot harder for him. But I was impressed by him. So uh, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, the two viable options coming forward uh, in fantasy weeks. And I mentioned Antonio Brown before. I actually want to go back to that. He had uh, five receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown, 23 fantasy points. That's I mean, big. that was right. Antonio Brown and uh, Mike, people who had Mike Evans were probably furious last week because yeah, uh, Mike Evans didn't do that. Mike didn't get as, as many targets as usual. He actually had a drop, I'm pretty sure. And it was a bad drop. Um, but yeah, Antonio Brown, um, extremely impressive. And I, have, I also want to, yeah. yeah, go ahead. If you have go Mike ahead. Evans on your, on your team, there is, there is no need to worry. Yes. He's going to get those like, targets. That's, that's one of the biggest things I'd say after week one is, you know, if someone, if someone you thought was going to perform really well, didn't there is 16 more games. So yeah. enjoy. <laughs> exactly. You have to enjoy it. Absolutely. But uh, 
moving on to some other players, I'd say that I was impressed by Lachlan. I'd say Jalen Hurts. Actually, I expected him to have a pretty yes. good week, and he did. Jalen Hurts can move the ball. He's got some ballers on his offense. He had uh, he helped uh, the rookie Smith get 19.1 fantasy yeah. points, and, which was uh, pretty good for a rookie. Last on last week's episode, if uh, you remember, I said I like Jalen Rieger. Yep. Rieger put up 17 last week with a touch with a nice yep. touchdown catch against Someone my Falcons. Who totally forgot about against my Falcons extremely suspect defense. And I'm not even, I'm not even scared to say that, honestly, like it's yeah. their secondary is extremely suspect. So, you know, yeah. hurts again, like you said, move the ball. Well, yeah, really exploited Absolutely. it. And it, there, there's a lot of good signs there because as yeah. you know, someone like hurts who would be more inclined to use his legs a lot of the time yes, to see him with confidence, kind of moving that ball, to his receivers effectively for, for, for big plays, I think mm-hmm. is great to see for if, even if you have him as your backup, if you have him as your starter, those are both great, great signs to see, I think from Jalen hurts. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and uh, I was, I was really impressed by him. The whole Eagles team kind of impressed me. And I'll tell you another team that impressed me with some big performers as well uh, was the Dallas Cowboys on that Thursday night football game. Everyone except the, the person that I started funnily enough. Uh, but we had Dak who had 27, you have Amari Cooper at 38.9. I believe he was the highest scoring fantasy player this week. Yeah. Amari um, had a big week, big, big yeah. week from him. CD Lamb. Lamb too. CD Lamb. Yeah. I mean, I watched that game. He was cooking. Yeah, he was. He had a couple oh, drops man. early on, which might have worried did, some yeah. people. But he picked but, it up. I mean, Dak threw over 400 yards. I mean, I think his, his short, game, his short yardage, yards. his short yeah. yardage work was phenomenal. Cutting Absolutely. up, cutting up the defense, you know, hauling it in for, you know, like a 10, 12 yard catch or so. Yeah. And then obviously Amari caught a couple bombs and you know, yeah. that, that, that always bodes well for, uh, <laughs> your fantasy value exactly Amari looks like he's on a mission you mentioned too before that he thinks he's the best receiver in the league which I think is a bit overstated to be honest with you uh and I think a lot of people agree with me when I say that but he had a fantastic week so you have to uh, give credit where credit is due and the CD like you mentioned he had 23.4 points as well that's just an amazing tandem there from Dallas and you can expect uh I think you can expect a lot more of that to be honest with you especially Michael Gallup is actually out now I think he's out for a couple of weeks on IR unfortunately uh, but definitely big performances there the last person i think i want to mention on that list is kyler murray um he's yes. someone who i had on my fantasy team last year i love kyler murray just he's such a he's a very unique player he's so small and nifty and able to get passes off that you don't think that a player of his size would be able to get off and it's so strange he put up he put up 30 he actually put up if you look at the decimals yes. in the points he, he actually put up more points than mahomes last week yes by That's a very true. very slim margin but yeah. Mahomes threw for almost 350 yards and Kyler Murray threw for 290. Yeah, threw so Kyler, Kyler, Murray, yeah. Kyler Murray doesn't always throw for, you know, 400, right? Like nope. he, 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 he can easily top 30, 30 points throwing for 250 yards. He is Absolutely. so, he, I, I feel like he is such an efficient quarterback mm-hmm. at just gaining yards and, and like, it's it's it, it seems too easy for him at times and now that titans defense i completely is, agree with you that titans defense isn't the best yeah. but i mean not not at all actually they're one of the worst in, yeah. in the league uh, I, I, think was being, you saw, I was being uh, nice i was being nice yeah 
I think you saw Taylor Luan, the the tackle for the Titans, actually posted. He said, "Guys, I got my anus kicked today, and uh, that's on me." So the the, the Titans O line definitely didn't help. Uh, uh, but I I'd say that it was actually I was I was gonna pull up a stack right uh, stat right here. The Arizona defense, sorry, I was talking about the wrong thing. The Arizona defense had a very good week, but I don't expect to, that to be like that every week just because Chandler Jones is on pace for 85 sacks this season, wow. which would <laughs> obliterate the record. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. blow it out of the water that at would 22 and a half. Send a nuclear bomb to that record. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it was just atrocious. <laughs> but, yeah, the Titans, the Titans defense, which I was referring to before, they are absolutely – they're horrible as well. So, Kyler just had his way with that team. He had, two, he had 289 for four TDs, and he had a rushing touchdown, which you could always count on at least one or two of those. Absolutely. So, I don't expect 33 from Kyler every week. That being said, he's going to face some bad teams this year. So, be prepared to start him and expect to have a good week because Kyler Murray is legit. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a must start quarterback most at every week. I mean, absolutely. He 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 would have been one of the first quarterbacks to go or in the top mm. 5 quarterbacks to go in the draft. Yeah. Um another quarterback quickly, Matt Stafford. What a yeah. debut. Oh wow. Boy did he look good. Yeah. Dude, the wow. hype is real surrounding Matt Stafford. He was he was you wow. could tell. I just wanted to be in LA his whole entire career. <laughs> but Detroit I mean yeah very depressing you, after Megatron left he probably wanted out for a long yeah. time now they, and, they uh, had they, they, they maybe it. had a little bit of a window with Galladay and yeah Jones, but they just never like built anything yeah no, and it was always they, just like Matt yeah. Stafford just doing a lot with his yeah. minimal receiving core minimal o-line minimal this minimal yes. that and now I mean he's he has a extremely strong defense with him yes dude great, i love this rams team great receiving core cooper cup. interesting interesting thing that i i heard uh cooper cup and robert woods last year were both in the top five in yards after the catch oh cooper wow cup, cooper cup actually led yeah. the nfl in yards after the catch and i mean you saw that in yeah. that sunday nighter i mean dude that was it, amazing it, it took five guys to tackle him Cooper yeah. Cup's not a big guy, but he'd catch nope. the ball and he's like a fish. He just. Yeah. He's kind of like a, um, a bit of a better version of Cole Beasley, actually. Yeah. They're both, they're, they're both si- like, they're ve- they are very similar yeah. in the routes they run, the roles yeah. they play, especially Beasley down the stretch for the bills last season. Yeah. Um, And cause I, th- I think they're they're They want to lean more towards Robert Woods. Yeah. But I mean, if if Robert not Woods, last game not no, last game is, but if, if Robert Woods is just on an island if they face some teams and he's just on an island yep. they're gonna go to Cooper Cup yeah and I think I, I, yeah, Tyler sure. Higby again is a guy who's kind of free yeah. with the with the I guess the absence of Gerald Everett now yeah um, I was very I was pretty impressed with him actually he had some uh, Sean McVay incorporated some uh, some screens actually I think Tyler Higby got at least two two yeah. maybe three I'm pretty sure it was two Mc, screen McVay's, McVay's a genius though so you can yeah. you can always count on him using using guys like Higby or, or yeah. anyone in that offense in unique ways so so they were very impressive. This whole Rams team with Stafford, I like a lot. Not yeah. just like a bit of a part from the fantasy football side. Just the ether around the team. They got, Actually, the jerseys aren't my favorite, to be honest. But new SoFi Stadium, it's beautiful. They got a new quarterback, guy who's ready to ball. This is his time. And Stafford certainly shows in the first game. They have two or three great receivers. Even Van Jefferson's pretty good himself. 
got Tyler Higby in the number one defense last year in the NFL. So this is a team I can absolutely see being a Super Bowl contender this year. I think they are. And yeah, they, they, uh, the running back, the situation took a hit, obviously, with Akers, but yeah, I mean, Daryl Henderson. I mean, he's nothing special. I didn't like him before the uh, fantasy draft. I don't like him after the fantasy draft either. I, I think he's going to be all right. But the, the Rams are certainly a passing team. Don't get that twisted. Yes, with yeah. with with Stafford at the helm, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We can go into some guys that uh, were a bit a bit of surprises, I'd say, uh, with with poor performances. Um, one with bad I'd, performances. Yeah, yeah, I'd say my two off the top of my head are uh, Zeke and Brandon Ayuk. Yep. Ayuk, especially. Uh, I mean, Zeke, sometimes he has those tough weeks and uh, certainly last week against Tampa Bay's defense was one of them. Yes. Dallas has a lot easier schedule moving on. So I think they have one of the easiest in the league. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they? I, I believe they do. I think it was actually the easiest might have been yeah. uh, for the rest of the, for the rest of, for the duration of the season rather. So I, I think he will get better, but he was disappointing. Ayuk was the yeah, one Ayuk, that was yeah. so weird, like a goose egg. Yeah. I mean, I know I remember Calvin Ridley's goose egg last year. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was, that was something. Yeah. It was just one. I, I, it, we actually yeah. said on last week's episode, we didn't like Debo Samuel and we did like Ayuk and it was reversed last week. Yeah. But once again, I, I don't anticipate that that will be the case. Debo's Debo is all right. He will still get points here and there, but Ayuk really should. If Kyle Shanahan is smart, which uh, he is, he's pretty genius. I think pretty smart really, guy. Pretty smart guy. Really smart guy. I mean, what he did with Matt Ryan isn't too bad, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think Ayuk will definitely get those targets next week so on that kind of topic Lachlan I think we should talk about some players who might not have best game but you shouldn't panic with them yeah so I'm gonna go right back with Ezekiel Elliott and I got some I got some tips here that uh you know I think fantasy managers should should consider um so Zeke had a tough week 5.9 points just shy of six points 59 yards or 33 yards sorry um, Tampa's defense, Tampa's D line, so powerful. When you watch that game, Vita Vead was just a monster. Yeah, they couldn't stop him. He just he, he took five steps and bolt and just pancaked linemen. So yeah. you try and feed Zeke the ball, and he's just surrounded by the D line. And then not to mention, you know, Levante David and Devin White, probably one of yeah. the best linebacker tandem in the NFL. Yeah. The um, best, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, take, take those rankings, however you please, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's going to be tough for any running back to really do much against that Tampa defense. Yeah. And I think, you know, Mike McCarthy looked at that, that front line and those linebackers and said, we're passing the ball. Yeah, exactly. That's so exactly. Blocking. And that's, that's and I and I feel like I feel like I feel like that's where they, that's where Dallas really got at Tampa Bay, is yeah. on the edges, yeah. the edges of the field. Throw sideline, because you know they. Uh, I forget who who was J- Jamal Dean got kind of cut up, mm. pretty badly in that first half, yeah. by both CD and uh, and Amari and Cooper. Yeah. So. They kind of were exploiting that. And as the game went on, you know, that they're not going to start handing the ball off when they're passing downfield with great success. Yeah. Um, and another thing I want to point out, you know, Zeke had a goal line rep 
And if Blake Jarwin had a, you know, hit on the block, Zeke was walking into the end zone. And we are having a completely different conversation about Ezekiel Elliott because Mm -hmm. he got a goal line rep. He got a touchdown, but you know, that didn't happen. It is what it is. But one thing, one piece of advice I want, I would want to give to fantasy managers is hold on to Ezekiel Elliott. Do not panic because if you watch that Thursday night game, I want even go back, go back to mid season highlights last year of Zeke and then go back to the Thursday night highlights of Zeke. Zeke Mm -hmm. looks so much lighter on his feet, so much faster. He was getting up to speed quicker and really trying to attack downhill where I feel like last year, mid season, he was a little sluggish. You know, he had a couple fumbles, a little sloppy. He was extremely timid and he was overly cautious with the ball, which you cannot be as a running back. And I, I, I feel like against Tampa, he was sending it into the pile and just wasn't getting through. Um, And if you don't have Zeke, take advantage of fantasy managers panicking yeah. because you could be buying a lot lower on Ezekiel Elliott mm. than you think he is worth. Absolutely. Yeah. People, people will panic. They, they have very short, uh, very short tempers when it comes yes. to this kind of stuff. It happened last year with Derrick Henry. That's how I got Derrick Henry last year. Actually, it was because of someone who wasn't willing to hold on to someone who had like a four or five point game. By the way, Derrick Henry didn't have a great week whatsoever either. But another person, Lachlan, uh, we have to say is Kyle Pitts, someone actually who I was a bit disappointed by. Uh, and you could also put Russell Gage in that conversation and Matt Ryan. The whole entire Falcons offense just was was not on point. Like Kyle Pitts had four receptions for 31 yards, 7.1 points. Yeah. So I was not impressed with that whatsoever. But like, like going I was, forward. I was not happy about that game. Yeah, I bet you were happy because Locke is a diehard Falcons fan. But yeah, just going forward, I mean, I think it will change a lot. I would say, honestly, do not drop Russell Gage. Don't even think about, don't even talk to me about dropping Kyle Pitts, but don't run, no. don't drop Russell Gage just yet. Wait a week or so because that stock could rise tremendously. Russell Gage is a Russell games. Russell Gage is a very, very good fantasy flex option. Yep. And you know, obviously I maybe have a bit more information because I'm, I follow the Falcons obviously. Um, but when Julio was out with injury last year and Ridley was killing it, his right-hand man was Russell Gage. Yeah. And Russell Gage was getting a fair amount of volume from, from Matt Ryan. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they were, they ran the ball all game, which was not working for Arthur Smith and his team. I mean, it yeah. like, I mean, I was happy because Mike Davis put up mediocre numbers, 10 points. But one thing, another thing I want to, I want to mention quick is, is Cordell Patterson. Oh yeah. They, they signed him, the, the Falcons signed him this off season, not really sure, you know, what he was going to be. They weren't sure because he was used as a receiver sometimes in Chicago, obviously. Yeah, he could great, be a receiver running back. Great, hybrid, no one knows. Great kick returner as well. Yeah. Unreal kick return. And, uh, he got he got a couple reps out of the backfield. What did he get? Like yeah. seven or eight carries out of the backfield. Decent he, amount for someone. Yeah, and he like actually that, yeah. got he actually got some okay yardage as well. But yeah. I I really wouldn't worry about the Falcons tandem with Patterson if you if you yeah. have Mike Davis uh, as you know a flex or, or a number two running back. I'd say that's a solid safe option there. Because at the end of the day, Cordell Patterson probably will not take over from Mike Davis because they signed Mike Davis to be that power back, similar yes. to what they had, you know, in their 2014 to 2017 days with Devonta Freeman. 
Yeah, absolutely. So actually, I want to finish off this category by going into two players. And this one hits close to home because surprise, surprise, it's the Chargers that I'm going to be talking about. Oh, wow. Uh, Definitely do not panic with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's my starting quarterback in both both leagues. He had 13 fantasy points. Uh, He had uh, 337 passing yards. He had one touchdown, a pick, and a fumble. So let me talk about that real quickly. The Chargers offense was absolutely on point last game. They had the number one ranked offensive line in the entire league. Uh, Rayshon Slater actually had to make Chase Young switch sides of the field pass rushing because he shut him down uh, so, so, so well. And That doesn't happen often. That will not happen. It does very not often. happen often. Not no. to mention that the Chargers were facing arguably the best defense in the NFL, or one of the best defenses in the NFL yeah. with the Washington football team. And Herbert still had 337 passing yards. And he did not have more touchdowns because one, Austin Eckler actually did get a rushing touchdown that game. Uh, and two, the game plan uh, put together by Joe Lombardi and uh, Coach Staley was so well planned that they did not take the deep shot because they were facing such a good defensive line that they had a lot of quick balls, uh, a lot of not necessarily check down options, but like uh, mid routes, not, not anything too deep. Herbert's deepest pass was uh, I think like 20 or 30 yards. So he didn't go absolutely off in that department, but going forward, the chargers are waiting to release that weapon against a different defense. And Herbert's fumble was the worst. It was, it was a 20 yard forward pass strip sack if you can believe that or not because it was not a strip sack uh by montez sweat i believe was a player who got credit for that so i would not panic too much with justin herbert i think he's really going to take off being forward than that and i you could expect more passing touchdowns for him same thing with austin eckler he only had 10 to 15 points didn't get as many targets out of the backfield but that was just because of the game plan when the chargers face a different team i expect for you to see something different there and uh, also, don't panic with uh, with Terry McLaurin or Antonio Gibson. Yeah, Gibson had a phenomenal game up until that fumble, actually. Ride, I, ride, ride with those guys if you got them, because McLaurin, McLaurin's a, an, a pretty elite receiver, and Antonio Gibson is going to be used quite heavily by Kyle Allen this year. I can promise you that much. Um, yeah. So yeah, ride with those two. And and again, again, great points by Ty. The, the, Thank you. The Chargers, their offense is good, really, really good, and it got a much-needed boost with that O-line, and you saw that against Cincinnati. Now, speaking of Cincinnati. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Shout out out to our friend Robbie, who's – I believe he put up 160 this week. I think it was around 160. 179.7. 180 for Robbie, who is a new player to our league and drafted Bengals heavy, believe it or not. Yeah, it's so, actually a strategy out there, folks. Yeah, Bengals heavy. And keep in keep in mind, he had Raheem Mostert on his team who put up two points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, shout out him. It's his. It it, it was his fantasy football debut. I remember our good friend Christian Haggett typed in our in our group chat. He's like, if Lamar Jackson puts up forty, he'll be the first player to ever reach two hundred. Yeah, and and that and, that's a possibility when Lamar's up there. You never know. Oh God. You absolutely never know, but let, just shout out him. Shout out Joe Mixon who put up 20 points. I was extremely He's surprised. He's back. T baby. Higgins, Jamar chase. I mean, they, the Bengals had a, it's a good week for the Bengals. I mean, granted, you're not week. going up against, very, very promising. I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Especially because we were able to get that late win out too, which yep. uh, 
like the Bengals, like the Chargers, actually, too. Usually that team doesn't pull out that close win late in the game like that. And the yeah. Vikings aren't a terrible team. They're not a terrible defense whatsoever. So, no. I mean, that was that was very impressive on their part. And the Vikings offense was doing well all game, too. I mean, you mentioned yeah. Thielen as well. Yeah, yeah know, absolutely. So very, I'd, I'd say encouraging signs from the Bengals. Yeah, very encouraging. And, and, uh, yeah, and who knows? I mean, maybe uh, if Joe Mixon can stay healthy, if his knee, leg, everything holds up, because yeah. I know he had major surgery last year because I had him on my, on my roster last year, and I was hoping for mm-hmm. the best. But, you know, his season ended quite early. Um, mm-hmm. So if he can stay healthy, if, if Chase can stay healthy, Burrow can stay healthy, they protect him back there. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned T. Higgins in there as well. I mean, that yeah, not a bad-looking offense at all. Not at all. So, and Tyler yeah. Boyd, too, who yeah. barely got any targets last game. Very, so. very, very encouraging. Now, I mean – do you want to start talking about the uh, San Fran running running back situation here? Because it I do actually. San Francisco is in one. Holy, absolutely. So I want to actually want to before we're getting towards the end of our episode now, but we want to talk about some players who you should pick up on the waiver wire because you're available, or try to trade for them because they don't have uh, too much value so far. So definitely number one is Elijah Mitchell uh, from San Francisco. He impressed the hell out of me last game he had 104 rushing yards and a touchdown for 16.4 points depending what league you're in he might have had closer to what type of league rather he might have had closer to 20 he is a phenomenal player especially where he is out for the entire year right now uh so it's a bit of a bit of a crap show over in, in san fran but elijah mitchell and that o-line i i do like a lot and you know jimmy g is famous for uh, just handing off that rock so you can expect elijah mitchell i think to have a pretty pretty good numbers moving forward on a weekly basis. Yeah. And I think another thing to watch for is uh, Trey Sermon because he was on the inactives list, which was, I guess, a a bit of a surprise, I'd say, uh, given, you know, the preseason hype and whatnot. Um, But again, Shanahan, you can expect good value from that offense as well, because Shanahan, again, loves to use multiple running backs, multiple looks. So if Sermon, if Sermon's in there with Elijah Mitchell, they're going to be swapping out a lot. Yeah. So don't be, don't be afraid if if you don't really have a a great flex option to throw Elijah Mitchell or Trey Sermon in there. Or Trey Sermon. Yeah. And I, and again, if if people are looking to trade Trey Sermon, I would hold on to him because I think his value will do nothing but increase over the next couple of weeks as his touches increase as well. Because obviously they're going to ease him into the offense a little bit more. I completely agree with you. And uh, as long as Trey Lance isn't in there so far, uh, it's a run first team over at San Francisco. So you can, you can trust your running backs. The second out of three players that I want to mention before we end off uh, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, the backup to Miles Sanders out of Philly. He had 37 uh, yards, two receptions, and a touchdown for 12.3 points, depending, again, what you league you're in. You might have had closer to 15 or 16. Uh, I think he's a good option coming out just since it was the first game. Overall, I like the Philly offense. I don't love the defense, but their offense was, was fairly good uh, last game against the Falcons. Uh, granted, the Falcons don't have the greatest uh, defense in the league, as, as you alluded to before, Lachlan. Yeah. Uh, but I, I certainly like Gainwell going forward if you ever need that deep flex or like he is like a low-end RB2. But I could definitely see him coming up and getting more touches. And the final one is out of Indianapolis, actually. I was I, I kind of liked, not going to lie, I like Wentz. I didn't I didn't mind Wentz, actually. He did, all he, need, the, all he yeah. needed was a change of scenery. 
He did need a change. That's all. It's because Philly just hated him. <laughs> yeah. Philly <laughs> just did not. Philly, the, the city of Philadelphia just wanted no, him out. They, yeah. But, but good thing for Carson Wentz, he did have Zach Pascal, who yeah. I was impressed with. He had four, uh, four receptions, 43 yards, but he also had two touchdowns. So he had a big week of 20.3 fantasy points. Yeah, not uh, bad. For, for a wide receiver two, arguably three, he was playing like a wide receiver one. He's definitely someone who is going to be on your waiver wire in the 10 to 12 team leagues. I would try to scoop him up as soon as you can going forward. He's an easy flex start, low end wide receiver two. And I think he's really going to do bits for that, uh, for that Indianapolis offense moving forward. Uh, another couple players, uh, you know, you might want to key in on a little bit. One being, you know, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Um, you know, now that Jerry Judy is going to probably miss some time. Now, uh, speaking of Jerry Judy, he had a very, very good game before he was forced to exit. And he now has, what, a high high ankle sprain after MRIs revealed, I, I believe. Is, yeah. I believe that's the last thing I read. Um, he's on the injury. He's on the IR right now. Um, but reports are saying that it is – better than expected because if you watched that play i thought he was done for the year when i watched the play i gotta be honest with you i was like oh yeah. well there goes one of my wideouts that's yeah terrific. It, didn't look good. It, it didn't look good at all so it's very encouraging that that's only a that that's only a uh high ankle sprain but again uh key in on a couple of the denver wideouts there uh, especially Cortland sutton because he is he's he's pretty good I'd say, and he's going to get a lot more volume as well. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Yeah, very good call off. Well, uh, before, just quickly, Jalen Waddle, about, I think it was like 16, 19 points, depending on, again, what league you're in. He was solid as well with that Miami team. Uh, and obviously, like I mentioned before, who I didn't start, but wanted to start at my flex, don't get me wrong, was Corey Davis. He got a lot, uh, lot of targets over – uh, with that Jets offense, which isn't absolutely horrendous, but isn't the greatest thing in the world. He is the one of the only bright spots in that offense besides Mackay Becton and uh, obviously Zach Wilson. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all for me, Locke. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, if you have any intriguing matchups this week, we can, we can hit up on them. I mean, obviously, the Chiefs are, uh, are playing Baltimore, so yep. that – that could have some serious fireworks yeah i'd say so i'm i'm looking forward to it because anytime that lamar and pat mahomes play it usually a lot of a lot of tricks come out so absolutely considering yeah. not I only have, a big fantasy point them, week, yeah yeah not only a big fantasy point week but a but a good game a great game I'd, I'd say one of the one of the matchups for sure is the the chargers and the dallas uh the dallas team as well Chargers defense, I'm actually pretty high on. They did great. Derwin James was actually the best defensive player that, ranked on PPF last week. That that yeah, Derwin James was huge, man. Yeah. But uh, that game could be an absolute shootout between. It could be a shootout. That's what it I was could, saying because you it, got guys oh, who could pass over 400 yards. I mean, easy man. 400 yards there. So I would say anyone fantasy owners, you're looking to start. You are looking to start Keenan Allen. You're Mike Williams, actually a name that we didn't mention. He yeah. had 81 81 yards, I think, and and a touchdown. He was a beast last game too for the Chargers. You're starting Amari Cooper. You're starting probably CD. You're starting Dak and Herbert for sure. Got to, because I don't know if if they let if they let Herbert loose. Yeah, you know what could happen. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So that I'd say 
those are two easy, easily big games. And I expect the Bills to have a much bigger week next week. Yeah, don't worry about the Bills. Don't worry about Josh Allen. Don't worry about Diggs. Although Diggs did have a pretty decent week. Got a yeah, he had, he had a better than average week. Yeah. Caught a bunch of passes. You know, Beasley put up 14 as well. Sanders yeah. put up eight or nine points. Yeah. Now Emmanuel Sanders won't get the most volume in the world. Nope. But the I'll only get some. The, the only the only reason I, I kind of keyed in on Emmanuel Sanders was the whole situation that was going down in the offseason with Beasley and NFL policy yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. And you know, I obviously don't want to get in into anything political here because this yeah. is a very very friendly place <laughs> yeah but you are state you are stating a fact i mean people did have concerns over cole beasley uh with, with covid and stuff like that but honestly I, I i didn't i think i thought everything would be fine and beasley had about 14 points himself so he, yeah. he's a he could be a starter on your always well. and, and again he's a beasley's a great receiver because yeah. he he won't necessarily run those those deep routes that'll be digs Beasley will run, you know, the 10, the 10 and out routes, just simple. And, and he's such a good route runner as well. Watching him like, again, we, we made the comparison to him and Cooper cup. I mean, Cooper cup is a lot, I think better than Cole Beasley is. Yeah. Obviously given the skill wise for sure. Skill skill wise. wise, Absolutely. But work ethic. I mean, Beasley's absolutely right there with him. He's such a receiver. Buffalo Buffalo's going to be back though. They're, they're not going anywhere. And again, Dak is very, very back. <laughs> yeah, Dak is back, ladies and gentlemen. And another Dak thing, another thing I want to say here is, you know, I feel like the chemistry between Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay will only get better over the next couple of weeks, considering that Galladay was limited at practice coming into uh, week one. You know, he declared Thursday that he was going to play, and he didn't play at all in the preseason, and he was. Yeah getting healthy in the preseason and, and recovering. Um, so yeah, him and him and Daniel Jones should maybe do something good the next couple of weeks, depending on how the O-line holds up, depending on how much volume you give Saquon. And that's another yeah. player not to worry about. Don't worry about Saquon. Saquon will get better. I just, yes. once just before we end off here, the Giants awful awful offensive line i mean that didn't really it didn't help saquon barkley that much at all yeah. daniel jones i sincerely feel that the next couple of weeks will decide the next uh will decide the duration of his football career what he's able to do within the next two to three weeks on this team i think he's had his fair shot uh you could have a better o-line but i mean it's time it's time to make some magic happen kind of like sam darnold and sam darnold cmc good week for the panthers very good week yeah for the panthers. that panthers team does look good well, I think we've basically accomplished everything on our agenda. I think we are. I think we did, Locke. We wow. covered it all for, for all you folks at home. Hopefully we gave you some yeah. valuable insight into the upcoming week of play. That Thursday night game sneaking up on you. Remember Holy, that. Remember set your lineups. Your lineup. Set your lineups. You don't want to be hearing the Thursday the- football. There's no football music. And I, you're yeah. sitting on the couch and you're like, damn. <sighs> Missed wow. it. I think, it, I think it's the, Happen uh, again. I think it's the football team. The football team's playing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the, the football, football team. team. The football team is playing the Giants. The Giants. That's it. Thursday oh, night Daniel night. Jones back at Let's see oh, it. Show me what Kenny. you got, baby. Show yeah. us what you got, Kenny. All right. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. Uh, again, we really appreciate the support uh, from episode one. You know, it really means a lot to us. Um, all the kind words and whatnot you guys say. Uh, 
makes our day really because it, it really we, we we work we work hard at this uh it's something that we both enjoy doing um and yeah expect the fantasy cast every wednesday every wednesday folks every, we can't wait to see wednesday. you next week we'll, we'll preview your your week in fantasy football and that's what we've done here <laughs> uh again for everyone at shocker sports i'm lachlan mctagg and he is ty white Season one, episode two of the Fancy Cast has concluded. We'll see you guys next week.